Funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the television licence fee. Streetwise Athlone In this series, we learn about the old and recent history of the streets of Athlone, hear the thoughts and memories of locals and tourists, and the changes we might see in the future. Episode 51, Church Street. Historian Garrod O'Brien tells us about the history of the area. When we consider the layout of Athlone, starting from a nucleus of settlement around the ancient castle, it seems fairly safe to conclude that Church Street is one of the oldest planned streets in the town. It had its origins in medieval times when the first church was built within the precincts of the town by the Aubreens of Brawney around the year 1100. St Mary's Church of Ireland now stands on the site of that first church. The freestanding square bell tower belongs to a 17th century church, while the present church dates to 1827. It's a most beautiful church which is well worth visiting. The built fabric of Church Street owes much to Viscount Wilmot, who was governor of Connaught about 1620, and who, in return for bribes, improved the titles of the townsfolk to their buildings, if they built them of stone and slate in the English manner. When I think back on my earliest memories of shopping in Athlone, my thoughts stray randomly along Church Street. As a child, I remember being dragged reluctantly into Burgess's, where the sombre shop front and formal counters spoke of generations of tradition. Once inside, however, the whir and click of the vacuum railway bringing change from the office to the various counters was enough to provide entertainment, amusement and astonishment and to keep any truculent child distracted. Next door to Burgess and Sons was Alcock's grocery store, where Burgess Man Shop is now. If at Lone Love Stories started at the Old Crescent Ballroom, where the happy couples danced to the music of Sid Shine, they usually progressed to Sheffield's, where by now five generations of Sheffield's have helped happy couples to select engagement rings. At Bradbury's, we had Heaton's. No, I'm not imagining things. Bert Heaton had taken over Milligan's, a shop which I'm far too young to remember, and started his trade in affordable clothing. He later sold to Lipton's and moved across the street. Next came Hogan's Newsagents, a shop which I loved as a child. The list goes on and on. Poynton Brothers, with Coggle's hardware next door, and then Foy's, a shop, or shops steeped in tradition and history, which intrigued me as a child. Here one could buy everything from a bar of chocolate to a catapult, or even an air gun for 30 shillings. Then came the Widow Sullivan's, a public house which was a landmark in Athlone until 1980. I'm not quite old enough to remember O'Brien's medical hall, but I do remember the fuss when Pather Claffey opened what was hailed as Athlone's first self-service supermarket, and I do remember a time when, apart from the standard dairy produce, one could buy a pound of country butter, parchment-wrapped, and sure to send the blood pressure through the ceiling with its high salt content. Next door, since I was knee-high to a grasshopper, was Aden Wards, where I could be fitted for my little jukes, or preferably for a pair of Rawson's start-right shoes, with a picture on the shoebox of a boy and a girl walking away into the distance. 
even at four or five I was a young romantic. Looking back up the street, I remember the Prince of Wales looking a lot less modern and impressive than it does now, but with the dynamic manager, Mr. Ben Nocton, who later moved to the Ashling Hotel in Dublin. My abiding memories of the place revolve around a few occasions on which we had morning coffee or afternoon tea there and have been brought over to talk to the Honourable Mrs. Duncan, a long-term resident. The Honourable Mrs. Duncan seemed a very impressive title to a young boy. Had I realised then, as I do now, that she was the daughter of Lord Castlemaine, I would have even been more interested. Price's ladies and children's wear was next door and faithfully served its clientele for almost a century. Heaton's and McGorrick's were there for as long as I can remember, with Hugh Wiley's higher purchase business next door. Featherstone's was a name to conjure with in the town, a musical family with a great reputation in the bar trade. The late Louis Featherstone and his wife Nula were the salt of the earth. The family is still represented in Athlone by Louis's sister, Sister Muriel, in the Chapel of Adoration in Castle Street. Although many of the old business houses are gone, there are still a few old faithfuls, including Burgesses and Sheffields. Church Street still remains one of the finest streets in the town of Athlone, and it is incumbent on us to support the many fine businesses who strive to keep this street alive. Councillor Angus O'Rourke talks about the changes to Church Street since the one-way system came into place in 2018. It's been transformational, in fact, uh, in terms of the town centre. Um, you know, narrower road traffic streets, yet wider footpaths for pedestrians, uh, uh, for visitors. Uh, if we look back to what we had compared to what we currently have it's been a, a very big difference and it took people maybe a little bit of time to, to get used to that and maybe to appreciate the reasons for the change but I think that uh, now that it's in place and people have had a, an opportunity to uh, test it all out and to participate I suppose in in more than just I suppose that that um, shoppers visiting experience but the whole social piece the ease of movement um, a sense of place to the centre of town rather than just a place to come in, do your business and get out, which was kind of the attitude previously. So I think it's all worked from that point of view. Um, yeah, from time to time people do comment on traffic problems perhaps on the way into Athlone, uh, but I think that's no different to any city in the world. I mean, thankfully we have a busy town. Uh, thankfully there's a lot of people looking to come in and, and, and to do their business in Athlone. Uh, if those routes into Athlone were quiet, uh, I'd have other worries. Uh, so we have 15,000 people working in Athlone, almost 5,000 of those travel in. So they have to get in somewhere or another. I'd prefer if there was public transport that got them in a little bit more efficiently. Of course I'd like to see that happen. I'd like to see our, our cycleways and our active travel routes perhaps more developed uh, and that would ease traffic congestion a bit. But we have plans around that and I think that people will see those plans come to fruition. We had a two-way street right through the centre of the town. Uh, it led to every kind of commercial vehicle and shopper getting caught up in the centre of town in, in a very narrow two-lane arrangement. Um, you then, with that, had very narrow footpaths for pedestrians. So everyone was in narrow lanes uh, and, and with no comfort uh, across the board, really, for anybody. And with that, it wasn't safe. 
because you had all these fumes from vehicles, you had narrow streets that people couldn't take a, a child's buggy or a wheelchair down. Um, so we had to, you know, I suppose, see what might work. The one-way system was something that, okay, not everybody liked the idea of it, but it, it, it meant that we could restrict traffic to an extent in the centre of town, but, but give what we took from the cars back to the people. Because, as I say, we wanted the, the centre of town to be a place that people that would enjoy when, once they got there and would want to visit, you know, and that when they visited, they would, it would be probably, you know, maybe viewed as more of a social exercise than just, as I say, a smash and grab job, get in, get out and get home again. If they're buying those, that pair of shoes or they're going in to get that piece of jewellery or whatever it might be, that they'd also go in and maybe have their lunch or have a coffee or arrange to meet friends or sit outside if the, if the day is fine. And I think to an extent we've achieved that. Um, Mardyke Street is next and that's going to start in, in February at the latest, we hope. Uh, and that will add uh, to the Church Street piece, that same standard, extended on the triangle that is Sean Costello Street, Mardyke Street and Pump Lane with a pedestrianised uh, element. Streetwise Athlone. Historical research and presentation by Garrod O'Brien. Additional research by Damien McKellen. Interviews by Amanda Gunning, Ursula Ledwith, Mel Ray and Erica Follows-Smith. Editing by Kyle McKellen. Produced by Amanda Gunning. The additional contributor to this episode was Angus O'Rourke. Funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the television licence fee.